Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Nerds in the City, a Central Florida podcast talking about nerd cultures, movies, games, comics, movie reviews, and events happening in and around Central Florida eventually. As always, this is your host Tony with our boy Nick's. What, yeah. what like I don't know what you're adding at the end of that. I don't know either. It felt like there was a Z in there. Yeah. Nick's. 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 I'll call you Nick from now on. I, what's wrong with Nick's? It's three letters. N-I-X. Nick's. Yeah. I try to exaggerate. I'm going to say Nick. So, wait. So, the, <laughs> <laughs> because you try to over-exaggerate Nick's, the, the solution is to just say Nick. Yeah. Just take out the X. Just, just make it boring. Yes. All right. Cool. Make it boring. <laughs> but I'm still going to. It's Nick's, though. <laughs> Anyways, so, How's what's there, good? How have you been, bro? Good. Good. Just uh, really got into decorating. Oh yeah, because you're re- redefining your yeah. movie room. Yeah, with baskets. I'm getting inspired by basically a little bit of uh, Dracula slash Marilyn Manson with some gold in it. I, I'm going to my goth era. Oh, are you going into it? Are you? Yeah. Re revisiting. Yep. Nice. Yeah. So I'm gonna start walking around with like a robe with 19 different rings. Yeah, on. Yeah, and oh, big time. And then I'm gonna get that. That hair piece that you saw in Dracula, oh. like that. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 super white you know beehive that he had rocking in there. I'm, I'm gonna get that too. <laughs> oh, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a trip to watch this transition. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. We should it's do be a, dark. We, we do a photo shoot. Yeah, at the end, hey, I'm gonna start just saying all my words with that. Just at the end of. The, <laughs> Sorry, no, for guys. Sorry for your ears, guys. <laughs> it's good. Everything's yeah. good right now. All right, but let's get into some topics. Please tell me, man. All right, so last week we were discussing, yeah. or the end of the, our last episode, we were talking about that uh, PlayStation was doing their showcase, which they released a lot of uh, more game trailers, uh, and a lot of the, they touched more of their ex- exclusive games, and they announced the prices mm-hmm. of their systems and the release date. Yeah. Shortly after, they were like, you could pre-order it now. And everything went crazy online. Oh, it yeah. was ridiculously horrible that to the point that PlayStation had to send a tweet out apologizing for the process that a lot of people were going into. They had friends that literally had the game in their cart. Mm. The system, sorry, the system in their cart, ready to pre-order right to the point that they were entering their their uh credit card information mm-hmm. hit pre- uh, check out and then it blocked them out because it was already sold out their pre-orders were sold out at that point it was it's like you, you like you're you're like you for you from now on will wish you had a better internet connection yeah or <laughs> and that's something there was there there was other people that actually went to uh physical locations like gamestop mm-hmm. i had other like a friend of another cousin of mine went and he actually went to uh, GameStop. The minute he heard the announcement, he just went to the closest GameStop he mm-hmm. had at the time and purchased it right then and there. Some people were lucky enough; other people weren't. Um, I know there the physical locations were having trouble because it would be like they only have like fifteen they were only getting at the time, to the point that they were like, "All right, they're sold out, so come back on the twenty second, which was yesterday." So the physical locations were they doing basically the same process as the people, other people, or like? Did they have like their own like if the online sold out? Did the physical locations have their own? Yeah, their own their own pre sale codes or whatever. Yeah. So what would happen is that if you ordered online, let's say let's say GameStop. Yeah. If you purchased it or Best Buy, either or, because they have brick and mortar stores. Yeah. Amazon, which we'll get into in a short bit, mm-hmm. which is funny, um, they have their warehouse that they would have all the main bulk of it mm-hmm. that they will ship out. and But then certain physical locations, brick and mortar stores, will have a quantity that they will tell them, like, hey, we're only shipping you 10. We're only shipping you 30. We're only shipping you X amount. And from there, they're going to be like, all right, if I'm only getting 10, 10 is only my pre-order number. I can't over pre-order out of sight of my quantity unless yeah. I know it's confirmed that I'm getting another rollout of systems coming mm-hmm. my way. So... Uh, brick and mortar stores had their own quantity then online had their own and like Walmart and everything everybody I've seen or I've heard probably like 30% of the people I knew got it got their pre-order in for the PlayStation so so 
that was blowing up. So now people were like, oh, what about Xbox? So Xbox comes around and they were like, they were a little bit better. They were like, we're going to start a pre-order date on this day at this time. So everybody knows when to go. So a lot of people were trying to go to the Microsoft store and then I heard they were either having issues or they crashed the website because they sold out in minutes. All the systems. That were See, but uh, yeah, but more announcement just means more planning. So I don't say how it's better in a sense of less planning means more people have opportunity. Yeah, no. More planning just means that everybody's literally sec- like synchronizing going to get at this exact time. Yeah, but then there was people that said that they had bots going on and purchasing. Oh, no, that's the, that's the beauty of this whole situation. That's what I think is the craziest thing. Because you think about it, if they would have, you telling me they don't know. They know what they saw. They know what how many people, for the most part, are going to buy. They can have it, and this is pre-order. Yeah, which means that technically all they have to do is like it, it, nobody's physically gonna get anything right now. So it's just kind of like a a, a, a gimme, a t- a, you know, a ticket, whatever. Yeah. So I just think it's funny because that kind of stuff sells out. All it does is create the secondary market where people just gouge. So I want to say like twenty percent, probably twenty percent of people that bought those game systems. I'm not gonna keep those game systems. Oh no! I already saw on on our on Facebook Marketplace here in Orlando. Somebody was selling. Somebody pre-ordered the Xbox mm-hmm. and the PlayStation. So five hundred dollars each, a thousand bucks. But he was selling them for sixteen hundred each, both oh. combined. Oh, so he was making his making his five hundred back. So and then here's another thing that was funny about it is mm. that uh, at the time that they were doing the pre-orders. If I'm not mistaken, it was Amazon. They had a banner that said the Xbox One, Xbox One, which is the current system. Like you could purchase your Xbox One now. Mm-hmm. So supposedly there were people not knowing they were clicking, purchasing, doing everything for the current system, thinking they were pre-ordering for the next gen system. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so there's gonna be a lot of upset. A few upset people are gonna be like, "Oh, I got mine's early." Months earlier, it's like, no, you got the uh, Xbox One, buddy. Because it's called the Xbox One er- series, uh, series X and Xbox One. So people thought it was like, oh, they just saw the X and they were like, oh, that's the one. Let me just uh, pre-order it. Or let me just buy it now. I just think it's funny when, when they have that kind of... I mean, you you think about it. Um, Black Friday is no longer has... I don't think it has as much like that craziness Cloud, no. behind it. But I just think it's funny that stuff still has it. Like... It's cool, you know, it's a cool, you know, exciting thing, but it's just, it just, people get crazy. Yeah. People get violent. They start gouging each other on pricing and stuff like that. Like, there's a person I, I, I don't recognize, remember their name, but they literally seem like that's how they make their living. They only spend their money on things that other people want to buy so they can buy and then gouge that person for the same thing. Yep. That's, <laughs> that's how it is. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. So what mm. I'm going continuing into that, which is yeah. funniest thing ever, or which was a great news, mm. uh, in some aspect, is that uh, Microsoft, when they were like, "This is the date," so the day of launch of pre-order launch, in the middle of it, Microsoft makes an announcement that they bought Bethesda Studios, mm-hmm. which is the home of Doom, Elder Scrolls, uh, Fallout, so a lot of big AAA titles. They're like, we bought them out. They are under our umbrella now. For Xbox. Xbox. So, so it, I'm guessing without them even announcing this part, I'm guessing everybody's going to just think that now all those games are going to be exclusive to Xbox. So, yes. Yeah, so, um, they they were. So, it's, it's tricky because what happened was that Bethesda had a very close relationship with PlayStation saying that there's certain titles. Mm-hmm. That they've already made agreements that they were going to be exclusive to PlayStation. So when Microsoft comes in, they were like, "Listen, we're going to honor those those um, agreements because it's an agreement based on what happened prior to this acquisition." Mm. So now they're saying is that it might lead into um, in the future that Xbox games or Bethesda games are going to have exclusivity to Microsoft. So I had a discussion with my friend Justin. I was like, yes, it is great. It, and I think there are going to be, I think he made an agreement, which I think later on was right, was that my idea was like, I think they're going to keep all AAA titles um, cross-platform and all smaller titles. I No, yeah, I was like all smaller titles 
um, exclusive because the AAA titles. Because like if you have Skyrim that you can play on the PS4, mm-hmm. but he was like, the point is that Microsoft is going to learn that they have mobile, mm-hmm. PC, and console. So the only battle they're really having with is with PlayStation on the console level because PC they will they they're gonna have they're gonna have it because everybody plays on Microsoft or not really like Mac or Linux systems. So they were like, we already won that battle. So he's like, and mobile is good because Xbox has a Game Pass that you could play certain games or most games on your phone. Mm. and that you could connect it to your console you could also play it on the pc which if you have an xbox console xbox console you could also play it on xbox mm. almost the same game depending if it's um if it's compatible to mobile mm. but he was like i think that they're gonna do is they're gonna give the smaller title games cross-platform and the exclusive ones are going to be the triple a titles because now they're only eliminating a quarter of the market on their con- half their consoles on the on the console side, but you have everybody that's going to be playing on PC, mobile, and and your Xbox console game. Yeah. So I think he was like, it's more they're going to try to reach out on a platform base, so they could get all platforms at once, than really trying to fight on one market that looks like they're losing based on the the fan base that PlayStation has against Xbox. Yeah. So. Well, also, like, I was thinking to myself, so, like, okay, so, I don't follow those games that well, but I'm guessing they have a fan base, like, they have a following, right? So, I have, like, I mean, a a loyal following. Oh, yeah. So, like, let's say you're a loyal, and I'm guessing that's why some people just buy Sony Sony for that. Um, But if you think about it, it's actually a genius move in the sense of, like, your competitor has one advantage over you. So, what do you do? It's almost like, okay, perfect example is Marvel, whatever, all that stuff, right? So, let's say... Yeah, uh, Fox or, or Fox has mutants, so they're gonna come up with another mutant movie, uh, which you know, unlike the only thing with consoles, obviously spending a lot more money. So like, you can go out and shell out all the money you need just to watch a new X Men movie because you enjoy those movies. So you're willing to go, but then then Disney bought it out, and like you're like, wait a minute, why am I gonna invest the money for this? Which I want to see that movie, but I want to see every other movie that comes afterwards too. Yeah. So you're like you're more likely to be like, well, no, I'm just gonna go ahead and invest here, my money here because they're gonna have it in the long run. They're gonna have it going in the future, forward. Yeah. So it's almost like that's like a cool, like that's a dope move. It's just like I'm renting this. That's why I have people coming to me, and they're like, okay, okay, you have it for now, I, but now I own it, which means that going forward, you can have it today. But guess what? You probably and, won't have it tomorrow. In two years. I will have it, and guess what? Even those people are going to come to you. Maybe some people come to you. Some people are going to have to second-guess themselves, but eventually those same people that you have coming to you as loyalty are going to come to me. Yeah, so no, it's, 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 a, it's a baller move. Yeah, because they, they bought a lot of uh, in, indie uh, de- game developers or indie gaming system, uh, studios yeah, yeah. to to create a better a bigger indie platform, indie yeah. gaming platform. So to the point that people were making fun of uh, making memes like, like oh, Microsoft just announced they bought Luigi, uh-huh. just a character off of Nintendo, is <laughs> then being exclusive to the Xbox Series One. Yeah. So, but that's that is a bold and very calculated move. That's what it feels because like. one, they probably had that in agreement, but they was already in the works. They they just wanted to announce it the day of launch, so just anybody that were second guessing it, not could confirm like now I'm gonna get an Xbox because I'm on the fence, maybe maybe not, but now this is because they're xbox showcase that they did didn't go so well because of um a lot of the games were like luster um the preview to I know nobody was talking about it yeah halo halo was it wasn't uh up to parts a lot of people want to grab like on the graphic scale mm-hmm. and on top of that it got pushed because it was supposed to be at launch so now it got pushed to 2021 mm-hmm. with no due date so that's already something on another world because people like people like you said loyal fans were like i want to get this system for this game this game this game so let's and i'm not getting it so how much want to bet give it a month how much want to bet i swear you're going to be hearing rumors of a not even not even actual like people talking about they working on it not a title but just the rumors that they're working on a new game like 
that's going to come out within a certain like very short time. Oh, don't worry. Sony already, uh, that was my getting into. Sony just announced that they're going to remaster the original Metal Gear Solid game. <laughs> and that blew up just, I think they got announced this morning mm-hmm. that they said that they're working, I think it's in the original two, or I know there's the original, the first one. Mm-hmm. And I think the second one is also included. Uh, I just saw some some like headline news that they're doing a remaster to be an exclusive for the PS5. So people were like, hell yes. Because that's a very iconic game. And I think that's that's one that's going to bring back some hope into the ethos of PlayStation, even though they already have winning winning so much that I think they sold out globally for one day on all pre-orders. So, yeah, that's the gaming news on that. But something funny it is that I just I was reading it today. Mm. So I don't James Gunn mm-hmm. and John Cena have a spinoff for the Peacemaker for HBO Max coming out soon. I think it's a little bit somewhere in 2021, 2022. That's for, so weird. Though. So yeah. So this is this is coming out even after like this is announced way before even the movie. Of Suicide Squad Two is out, but it's so, it's so bizarre. <laughs> it's it's bizarre just because it's almost like it's it's a lot of characters. It's one thing if it was like let's say the first a Suicide Squad because what it was like maybe like five or six characters yeah. or whatever. So like not even and some of them were very kind of like throwaway. So when they I think they started to announce the whole thing with Harley Quinn coming out with Birds of Prey around the same time Suicide Squad first came out. So that's one thing, but this was like a cast of like a lot, of and they're 18. all like that's not, he's not the only he's not the biggest actor in that 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 filmography like yeah. as far as all those people and so it's weird that they're already announcing him to be another like his own thing his own spinoff because I, I and he's like a douchey Captain America I heard he's, he's like, yeah like a douchey slash Captain America like Punisher where it's like because I think that's what it is he just he just punishes everybody like or that. It's almost like if Batman was would go around with a gun. Yeah. It's like he's going to. So it's Batman versus Superman. So like he's just. <laughs> so like yeah, he's going around like actually going around like killing people that he thinks are doing breaking the law. Yeah. And in his mind, he's like. It's justifiable. Yeah. But it's it's it, I don't know if it's uh, premature to mm-hmm. just to announce it so without the movie coming out, but at, at the same time. I think that James Gunn has enough confidence that with this character and John Cena behind it, it will push the show itself further mm-hmm. to maybe hopefully branch out to other movies to include other characters to come into that ethos and that universe. But I thought it was funny. I was like, wow. They're- so, okay, I have this weird thing with, okay, John, I have nothing against John Cena. I, I was never into wrestling like that, but I have no, and I have nothing against John Cena. He's a, he's a fun-looking dude. Um... I can't remember. And really he's, and he's uh, mm. Toretto's brother. Don't forget that. Okay, but here that's what I'm saying is like <laughs> he's doing all these movies lately, and in my head, I've, I know he's done movies before. Is he that big of a draw? Like, that's, you know, The Rock, if a Rock is a movie, he is a huge draw. He'll bring people in. And Batista, now, not before, I will say this before uh, Guardians, I wouldn't say he had that ability, but now he, he has a draw where, yeah, you put his name on a title, people are going to want to see what that is. Yeah. But I'm just so like with John Cena. I was like, does he have that kind of that kind of draw? Like where he, he doesn't have the draw of The Rock. He he's in the, I think in the same realm as Batista. You think so? Yeah, I do think so because he did come out with some movies, some that didn't. That's what I'm saying. Is didn't that- fare so well. Like one of them that I liked was uh, Cockblockers. That he was a dad. I never saw that one. Was it good? And it was it was it was a cheesy movie. It was predictable. Not cheesy, but it was a funny. It was funny. Okay. I think it was for the most part. It was funny. There was other ones that he did. I think you did one that he was like in the firehouse. And That's take, what I was gonna like say. A, okay, almost so almost like the babysitter, like the how Vin Diesel did it. it no, but even Vin Diesel was a pacifier. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt that it was like uh, his attempt in that sort sort of role. Mm-hmm. But he is a talented actor. Um, I do think that they are pushing him more to several roles, mm-hmm. and but the thing is, I don't think he's, it doesn't look like he's taking the typical like typecast role. Like he's getting different things mm-hmm. thrown at him. Not like The Rock. The Rock is always the good guy. I had never seen the other than the Scorpion. No, uh, no, the Mummy. 
that he was you know no, I, I could go ahead wait wasn't he the villain no he was but there's another one he was a villain what was the other one <laughs> doom oh yeah doom but that was early yeah that was early 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 uh brock's days well, I mean, it wasn't earlier than the the Scorpion King because I think that was his first uh, his first movie, but it was soon after. But I think now, like now, he not, doesn't take anything that he's not the hero in. Oh, uh, well, the Rock, the Rock, yeah. generally. I I think it's I, it's funny because I don't think it's necessarily just him. I think it's just he doesn't fare well as a villain. Yeah, he doesn't have like it's it's weird because don't get me wrong, he's a massive guy, and yeah, if he was to threaten me, I'd be afraid, but. At the same time, when he plays a villain, it's he's too charismatic to be a villain. It's difficult. Yeah, but John John Cena is taking all these different roles, and mm-hmm. maybe he's trying to see what sticks and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. But I think I I see him more of a TV show character than a movie star. Okay, I think he will fare well on a TV show. I think he will do way better as peace peacemaker on the TV show than he would do as as a movie series. I will say this. Okay, so I know the. Um, the Rock had more of that kind of like that torch passing uh, kind of sentiment when he, uh, as far as let's say from the um, from Schwarzenegger to him, right? Yeah. Because obviously that's what Hollywood, you know, every, every, everybody in Hollywood has filled some kind of role, some kind of some kind of pocket. Yeah. So I guess they were always saying that the Rock was going to fill Schwarzenegger's role, Schwarzenegger's role as the muscular actor action person. Yeah obviously didn't really have anybody so yeah that was him but the although the rock is obviously a muscular guy and i could see him making certain movies uh schwarzenegger always came off very different to me like he's always, i always like enjoyed his movies but he wasn't it wasn't because he was like this very profound actor mm-hmm. um i think cena could fill that role cena could be the new schwarzenegger i think the rock kind of opened up his own portal, yeah. his own thing um and then batista yeah. has his own thing too where they're big guys, muscular guys, but they, I think they have their own kind of thing. Um, Schwarzenegger always had a very interesting pocket, you know what I'm saying, yeah. like when it comes to movies. The only movie I would say that he was super intimidating in was uh, Terminator, um, mostly because you couldn't see, like, you really you didn't give emotion, but yeah. I feel like John Cena can, can fill Schwarzenegger. Like, if, if you were to tell me... A movie with the Rock. I mean, because don't get me wrong, I would love to see the Rock in this movie, like, like a like a, t- a rebooted T. Uh, Junior, remember Junior? Yeah, like I can see The Rock doing uh, twins. Uh, what was the the Danny DeVito one? Yeah, that's The Rock. I can see The Rock doing that. But as far as Junior, the one where you know uh, the guy's pregnant, whatever. Yeah, I can see Cena doing that better. Yeah, that's true. Like those kind of over the top, kind of silly, not really too grounded movies. Definitely yeah. Cena better over the rock because uh, with the twins it had more it had some serious moments and whatever so yeah i think the over the top schwarzenegger roles cena could fill those roles pretty the well. comedic size of comedic yeah because he like he's a big guy cop, i could see him more cop. silly huh kindergarten cop john cena yes 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 yeah commando yeah. the rock yeah there you go perfect <laughs> perfect you see what i'm saying like there's a balance there's this too yeah so yeah like the very super over the top comedic definitely cena the more the, the, the grounded did, um, kind of mixed New York? bag. Hmm? Escape from New York. Who was that? You talking about Hercules in New York? No, not Hercules. Escape from New York. Oh, uh, uh, Snake Plissken. Um, that was uh, Mike, uh, uh, Michael Douglas. No, not Michael Douglas. Uh, Kurt Douglas. Sorry. Kurt Douglas. I could see. I could see those movies with John Cena. Really? Yeah. Because they were f- like, well, Escape from L.A. was funny. Oh, it was. It was it a little. Was, it was more comedic. New York was a little bit more like dirty. Like yeah, but I think I think. That uh, that uh, John Cena would fill in that role better. Snake Plissken. Yeah. So make a new snake, Snake Plissken with him. Yeah. But on the comedic side, no, 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 no. no, no I'm saying, but like, we're LA the New York, because I thought it was funny with the basketball court game in it. No, and you know something, I think that's was. I think the first movie that they did with Snake Plissken, the, the Escape from New York. Yeah. His personality, the one that he created, worked well. I think at that time it, it was almost like, oh man, he's so intimidating. But then to do it in L.A., the same character, same character he, it came very cartoony. Yeah. Like the, the, the way he, because he, he was very, you know, snarky and upset and mad and, and had an attitude, whatever. But he did it so over the top that it came off a little bit more kind of felt jokey in, yeah. in the L.A. versus New York. So I can see the L.A. version of what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. All right. So mm. let's segue into the next section. Yes, sir. 
and I and it's uh, just announced today. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the news were either announced within the last two days were worth talking about now. <laughs> yes. Okay. And it is Supergirl got canceled for so season six is the last season for that wasn't Supergirl today specifically. That was a couple because that couple of days, I heard that a couple of days ago. No, it was it was I think it was rumored, but it got confirmed either today I think it was. Uh huh. So yeah, so it, that she yeah that it was uh I know she she gave a heartfelt something today. Some she said something about it today. Yeah, but I know it was announced. I felt like it was announced a couple days ago. It was announced. It was announced, but it was like oh, there's a rumor that Supergirl's being canceled. Okay, but, but it I was confirmed. Is what it saying. was okay. confirmed today. Okay, because we don't talk about rumors here. That's fine. We do sometimes. <laughs> So yeah, so what do you think this would do to the Arrowverse? Do you, it is I I have so much to catch up on the Arrowverse, but Supergirl has always been in her own little pocket universe. So, well, if you watch the Arrowverse, no, don't no no, 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 no so no. much anymore, buddy. So yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, um, so this um, I think. I will say this, okay, so I know I have a lot of catching up to do. I'm sure I have, like, maybe two or three seasons to catch up on her show. But from what I did get to watch, it was weird because the show was very... It was a mixed bag for me where I felt the the aesthetic or the feel of the show felt like if anybody grew up watching... Remember Lois and Clark? Yeah. Like a very uh, um, lighthearted version of it. Mm-hmm. But it... It, it when it comes to when it comes to introducing a lot of characters and you know you know how they portray in the story it does does follow the arrowverse and and all these different shows but like its tone did did feel way more lighthearted than the other than the other dc show these DC shows dc shows yeah so so there's a lot of to, to and i'm thinking about this when i was yeah. read it i was like wow there's a lot to take in because now we have a new Batwoman that's being introduced this year or next year really. Um so now it it, it does give a lot of setbacks because a but lot of the Batwoman Batgirl. Is it no it's Batwoman. Batwoman, yeah. No, Batgirl Batgirl is um is a specific name that's given to uh um the Oracle or um Gordon's daughter. Yeah. So Batwoman Batwoman was is, uh, is, is it, casted like, new, like a different so, title. Yeah. So it literally has to start even though it's the second season, it has to catch up with the last one ended and to lead in to the new character to develop her. But into that's it. not that's not connected to the Arrowverse, though. Yeah, it is. I she, have not she, seen. She's in. She was in the last Arrowverse. Oh, she was in the last Arrowverse. Yeah, she she because she her Black Lightning. Uh, Did they change the name to the Arrow, from the Arrowverse to something else? No, it's it's still called Arrowverse. I I swear I heard that like especially. Um, it might change to the Flash verse because that's the oldest. No, one. no, they were saying to the to something. I don't know if it was uh, uh, um, this guy himself, the um, Green Arrow himself, said something. I don't know, but I remember hearing something the other day about that. Where I guess C C C W verse or something like that. Yeah, so I think yeah they they're gonna re- rename Jason it. Amell is, uh, yeah, uh, rebranding it with the new name, the C W verse. So because Arrow's ended, mm-hmm. but I think people still calling it the Arrowverse. Well, that's Just, how they know it, yeah. Yeah, so with that being said is that uh, Supergirl's ending. Yeah. Um, the Flash is into its 11th season. Wow. So you know that's going to come to an end in the next couple of years. I don't think it's going to do more than 14 seasons. I think maybe they have a good three years left in them. Really? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, honestly, Supergirl for me wasn't that... It was good. I didn't think it was bad at all, but I, I would. It didn't throw me like the Flash or the Arrowverse. Yeah. So now you, are, you, all you're left with right now is um, Le- La Legends, or Legends of Tomorrow, Batwoman, uh, uh, Star Girl, which is going. And that's to, part of the same verse. I, it's it's going to CW. Okay. So they have to. They're going to try to introduce her somehow into okay. the universe, or maybe through the multiverse or something. Mm-hmm. Um, then they have, they were, they're pushing, I don't, they haven't, I haven't seen if it came out yet, mm-hmm. but towards the end of the Arrowverse, Arrow, the Arrow show, I'm going to spoil it for you now. You should have caught up by now. Oh, it, it's leading to another show, which is uh, about their kids in the future. Okay. So I don't know if that's going to bring back, go back into mm-hmm. the CW verse as they could travel through time. 
possible. Well, I mean, tra- time travel is already a thing. So yeah. So, but I think it's gonna. I think the last thing is gonna hurt them because Arrow was holding on strong, and then people like the Flash, Flash more. So the once the Flash is gone, I don't know how they're gonna have. They need a huge, not actor, but a huge character in the DC universe that they're able to use to anchor everybody together. Well, okay, so here's my whole thing with uh, all the say well, all the show. Superman has their own show now coming out too. Was he that good of a character in Supergirl? Mm, not really, but I guess it warranted to have his own spinoff show. Well, maybe they just wanted to, but which, which is kind of weird. Like, I think they never should have showed Superman. Like, because obviously, yeah. like, it, no matter how big of a character Supergirl was going to be, Superman was supposed to be bigger. So it would have been better if it was always just a kind of like he lives as a legend. He lives in the shadows. Well, not the shadows. No, but no. But he lives as a legend that's always discussed but never actually comes out. Yeah. No, or like even even that. I like the fact that at the beginning was like mm-hmm. he was at somewhere else or yeah. like or if he would have been like, I'm here. He's over there. Yeah, he's my cousin. Mm-hmm. But he never comes into the picture. Yeah, but he's always discussed into the situation. Exactly, but uh, like because then he would be bigger than the the sh- he would be bigger than the show, and that way, because once you bring him into the show, he's grounded, and now he has to be bigger than the Supergirl, which is difficult to make him bigger than the the main star of the show. Yeah, because so, then you're just downplaying the greatest hero superhero for the exactly. DC. Exactly. So it was it it is difficult. So I guess that's why enough they were like, let's do it. Superman is gonna carry his own. And I'm nothing against him. I just I don't think he has the same like I don't know how I explain that that kind of like presence that uh like say Henry Cavill had or or uh, Christopher uh, Christopher um, Christopher Reeves had yeah um or even this guy what was uh the guy from Smallville oh yeah man you could have brought him I don't know what happened to him as an actor but. I think if he if he was to come back as like and I know he came back for the crossover thing yeah uh, the the multiverse but if he would have came back as actual Superman in that show I think he would have it would have been he so did, much and better he, and he looked older but not so much to 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 that not so much like you know how be like he's too old for the role no. but he he looks old enough to he be like a more mature Superman coming into it yeah which that's what I'm saying that's what you yeah. need. It's weird to bring somebody who's because uh, Superman they got now looks like he's the same age as Supergirl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it would have been better as a mature, yeah, mature. Even though that guy he just doesn't look like he ages either way. Yeah, but yeah. So so, jump, so yeah. So that's that's a DC uh, CW just announced they're ending mm-hmm. the series. So let's see how it ends. I'll try to see if I could catch up all six seasons within the weekend and see how it ends i just wish that they brought in a character because all five seasons i'm sorry i just wish they brought in or they introduced a character that has a because with uh, the only show out of all that that i think has an, an opportunity to survive is um uh the legends of tomorrow yeah because it's a it's a it's a rogue it's almost like um guards of the galaxy yeah not one of them has a draw on its own but altogether, collectively they make, they make a collectively good they make a good they make a good show because you know I really follow one or the other. But yeah, nobody has the same draw as the Arrow or the, the Flash. Flash. And the thing is too is that the Flash well, had had more of a slapstick fun element to it, and Arrow was what was grounded and gritty. Yeah. So, so but the also thing is at the end of the Arrow mm-hmm. show, there were hints of Green Lantern. So. There might be a Green Lantern show mm-hmm. soon to come. Maybe oh, that would have been way better if it was introduced. If it was, it might. It was kind of hinted uh, who's going to lead it mm-hmm. and where it's going to go, but nothing's been confirmed. And once that gets into it, and to see who's the character with storyline, to mm-hmm. see how that goes into the CW verse. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that that will be the next. That would be the next main character. Mm-hmm. Besides, if it's the Justice League, the only thing they have left would be Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Batman. Well, no, I mean uh, DC has his, has his people, but yeah, it would have been it would have been more interesting if they brought it if they got another a non powered um, hero to take the role. Maybe not Batman, but I, I believe if, if I'm sure if you go through the comics, you'll find another another one. No, of course you can, but it's it 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 is it's hard. Okay. So best best way to to describe it. Okay. All right. So 
uh, how Disney did it or Marvel was with James Gunn is that they gave him a row gallery of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. You know I mean? They, he, and he had the opportunity to showcase these D-list characters pretty much mm-hmm. based on the comic book level they're at to, to superstardom, to, to blow them up so much that they have a huge following base that their comics purchases went up, their toys, yeah. their merchandising went great. With TV shows, it's hard to bring in a D-list character to that level mm-hmm. without because then they would have to grow faster. Well, the, their growth is smaller because you have to. It's a 12, 24 episode show, uh-huh. so the growth has to be expand through the twenty four episodes and beyond. Yeah, than you would get for two hours. So what they would want to do is that if we're gonna draw them out for years, mm-hmm. let's give them a character they already know and they already love. So it's either it's easier to hook them in mm-hmm. at the beginning than hook them in two seasons later when people were like, "Yo, this character or this show is so great, you've been missing out for two years." That's what that that happens to a lot of show. What show was it? I'm going to give you one example: The Office. No, mm. not The Office. Um, what was it? Twenty Four. Twenty Four okay. is one of my greatest. I remember act, you told me, and it's very drawn out, whatever. And I didn't get into it till season four. Okay, and that's because people were like, "This character itself is not a." It's nothing well known. It's, just a, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a different concept, and it's not something that people used to based on the show. Yeah, he's like you have to watch it, and then from the beginning, I grew to love the show and everything. But if it was like this is this character that ha- has uh, already a huge backstory, a huge fan base, it's easier to stick that in and be like we could follow it because it's no, no, be- no. I get that. No, I get what you're saying. But it's harder. As- it's harder to to get traction on a D-list character on a TV show. But you were able to do it on a movie, which is funny. I mean, it's all, it's all how you tell the story and you break it down because yeah. you're right. But at least with a D-list character, yeah, it's hard to bring the initial audience over. But it's better to build the show, like you said. Yeah. But I will say, but imagine if they did this. Imagine if they just ultimately canceled all the shows, right? All the all those, uh, not, not the ones that are, let's say, on HBO Max, like not the Doom oh, Patrol or Titans. All the CWs. But the CD, like, close out all the CDW shows. CWs. CW shows CDWs. and create one um, where they, like, say, at the end of all these other shows, like Arrowverse and all these different things, they created uh, Justice League Unlimited. So the space station and all that stuff. So every week, every episode could be new characters that go, like, the, the Unlimited was. Unlimited wasn't always Superman or Flash. Unlimited was random characters that would that are trying to that they were needed for their for their skills exactly and, and they were sent by like you have staple characters like uh the martian sending them out to do things on missions and stuff like that and they all have their individual stories but i think that show would be amazing because you you have an opportunity to bring in new characters develop new actors and develop new uh super, like you said d-list characters yeah but you have a staple premise that everybody would follow which was the space station and and on um, Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, I see that. That that is that would be better, but I think they would need like the Martian Manhunt, Manhunter. No, they already have that. No, no, to be there as yeah. if they were going to be like that to be like Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. they would need to have one staple character to to hold the glue of everybody else and coming in. You can have other characters like B show up in a couple episodes, or B like they run the station and they send they meet these people. Kind of, and uh, you probably haven't seen, it, but uh, uh, the the one with uh, Seth MacFarlane, the uh, the space station, the one that's like Star Trek. I haven't watched it. I don't even know the name. Um, oh, um, Orville. Uh huh. Because every so often they they introduce new people and they 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 talk about it. But that's what I'm saying. It would be something like that where the space station they go into the the different missions. It would be cool. But um, yeah. So yeah. well. Now I got to catch up on a show that's being canceled. So. <laughs> Fun. So, last topic. Okay. Before we go to Nick's uh, corner review. Yeah. Is Disney has announced they are pushing back a lot of their movies. So, with that being said. So, Black Widow, as we've been waiting for, has been pushed back several months. So, mm-hmm. it got pushed back. For, it was supposed to come out in November. Of this year, it got pushed back to May 2021. So this is causing a lot of other shows and other movies to be pushed back. So like the Falcons being pushed back. Um, 
what is it? The Shang, uh, Shang-Chi and the Legends of the Ten Rings that was supposed to come out in May got pushed back to July. Uh, there was uh, The Eternals. I think it got pushed back to the end of the year, if I'm not mistaken, of 2021. So this is very disappointing for me. I don't like this. I want this to stop and just give me these damn movies already. It's, just give them to me. That's all I want. VOD, baby. Just VOD. Oh, man. Don't. Come on, mm-hmm. man. I'll take VOD. Just don't, stop. Stop it. Stop just holding. stop holding out. That's it. That's. Is that too much to ask for? For really? I feel like this. All really? this is going to cause all these other movies to start growing in popularity and demand and quality. That by the time we start getting those movies in, it's going to be like, oh, this is what we waited for. Yeah, like like the, the you're giving is- you're you're allowing all these other movies to basically gain traction. Where it's like you start looking for all those Netflix movies and those HBO Max movies. Are like, give me that. I want to see it. I'm like ready to absorb it. And all the if they start growing in popularity, the production value that you start seeing better, bigger movies. Where it's like, and by the time those movies start coming out, it's almost like, oh, yeah, we're waiting for those. Yeah. <laughs> Like that's what I'm saying. Like I'm not saying. Trust me, it, Avengers is gonna is gonna take a while before you lose that kind of like a draw. But it's just like how don't hold on forever. You know, because you're just gonna then build up for people to be, be disappointed. Exactly. That's and prime example is the New Mutants. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, New Mutants. I, it was I, ba- it was bad or it was bad as it is. I haven't seen it, but just from the I reason. haven't watched it either. I want to go. I want not to go. Watch, I want to watch it. Yeah, but um, but with everything that. That um, uh, with everything with the delay of ha- how much is had, it mm-hmm. was like almost a year. Even yeah, before like, all this, before this whole pandemic thing, that it, thing was already held back. Yeah. So with all the things, all the delays and setbacks, they were. It was two things happening. Mm-hmm. One, it wasn't really looking good because with things so many setbacks, people were like, "Oh, there's something wrong with the movie that they cannot release it." Mm-hmm. Two is like you already have a higher expectations. Like if you're holding out this long. To improve it, it better be a damn good movie. So you're already you're already losing on two ends. You're already expect you're putting the bar, bar, bar the bar so high because of the setbacks. Because you're saying like we need to perfect this, we need to perfect this, we need to perfect this. At the same time, you're already open for so much criticism. Like you have so many setbacks because there's so much issues with the movies in itself. You know, it's funny. At this point, I'm wondering because I mean I know the 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 speculation. It's probably more, 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 yeah. more for for sure than speculation. But the speculation, for the most part, is that these people they don't want to release these movies because they're not going to make the money they anticipated. But I'm also thinking, I'm wondering if they're also holding these movies because, especially with Marvel, they have they're holding on movies that have a storyline attached to it. So they release this, they can't release this, this, and this, and this. Yeah. So holding one movie back and have to hold on everything back, right? I'm wondering if they're doing it because they can't really produce the new stuff right now so it's like they don't want to they don't want to yeah. give it out already because then because production's out, on hold for a lot of exactly other so ultimately they already know if they start throwing these movies out now then you're gonna 2021 the at the end of 2021 they have nothing left so it's like okay because they can't produce them now yeah so yeah that is true because then even if they were like let's release it on the time the dates that they they, they were intended to mm-hmm then, like you said, when 2022 hits, there's nothing or everything's in, in post-production. Everything's being cut, edited and put out if they were filmed in 2021. Yeah, because I feel like a loss is already almost, almost like loss is almost assured for, for a lot of a lot of theaters, a lot of businesses together right now. So that can be justified. But if you start releasing this stuff now and because the production that was held on now, let's say in a year from now, because the stuff didn't come out or not fast enough, whatever. Then you can't really justify the loss. Then, like, yeah, well, now you're having future losses because yeah, future losses already. Like, so what are we gonna do? I mean, like, how do you justify this? Pandemic was a year ago. Yeah, but no, I don't know. It's it's just interesting. It's just like you try to think about why they have these movies and they're not releasing them. Like, or even better, why? Not? I still feel like they should be releasing movies that maybe never got released or go to their vault. Exactly. I know there's movies that exist out there that nobody ever came out with. Oh yeah, maybe maybe the production company didn't want to do it. Maybe whatever. But there was one movie that I remember, mm-hmm. and I think I mentioned it once. Mine Hunters, the one with Elo Cool J that uh, he. I remember that one. Yeah, that that um, he, they sent him. It was like a 
a FBI serial killer investiga- investigators sent to boot camp, and mm-hmm. I remember that movie. They have to try to find the killer. Yeah. This movie came. I, I'm going to look it up right now while you yeah. try to describe it a little bit more. The Alakuja one that you're talking about. Yeah, I remember yeah. that one. That was. Uh, they were students almost. They were being trained as uh, psychological profiles for serial killers, and they went to a island that they test out for this, I guess. And they all ended up basically living a true scenario versus a staged yes. scenario. So, 2004, it came out. Uh-huh. Did you know that it, well, yeah, it was released in 2005, I guess, 2004? Mm-hmm. Did you know that it was... Re- it was, it was um, shelved for like four years. I believe that. That movie, for some reason, I was and that and and that made me want to watch it more. And that was because I was I, I used to go to Google and be like m- movies to watch or uh, movies about certain characters yeah, 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 or yeah. storylines. And I was reading about this. I'm like, this sounds like a great movie. To to it's a different concept because I haven't seen one that you're like psychological investigators yeah. or. Uh, and there was every- there's, there was a list. I'm sure if you look at there's a list of movies like that. Like there was one with uh, Tim Allen, where he was like it was kind of a weird movie where he was like a a loser type guy in um um in Miami, and it, I, I forgot what it's called. But the reason that movie got shelved for for a while, uh, maybe a year or so, because um the main thing about the movie was there was a scene that took place in an airport where this guy was able to basically get a bomb on a plane or whatever. Oh, wow. And it was a joke. It was all, like, stupid, kind of, like, funny. Yeah. I think Johnny Knoxville's in the movie. Um, but it came out around the same time as 9-11. Or it originally was supposed to come out around the same time as 9-11, obviously. Oh, yeah. A lot of movies got shelved for, like... Well, that's what I'm saying. Because of that single scene. idea and premise, it was, yeah. like, it's shelved. But the one that always got me was um, Cabin in the Woods. Because one of my favorite movies of all time, um, and it has Chris Hemsworth in it, and it was filmed before Thor, I think it was before yeah. Thor, and then that one got shelved for a long time until after Thor came out and everything else. Because of popularity. I think it was something like that, but I think it was also, I'm not sure why, but if you look at Chris Hemsworth in the movie, he's nowhere near as big as he was yeah. in Thor. But you could tell the, the, the difference in time mm-hmm. frame. Yeah, so I think they just shelved it just because like, oh, it's not the market's not there. And it's already done. Let's just shelve in. Well, well tr- that's what I think is funny is that like usually I think that movie. Okay, so most times I th- I always notice whenever you're trying to introduce a new actor or new ca- actor into uh, yeah a new actor into the world where you want them to be big in a big blockbuster movie, I feel like they give them a like kind of a smaller role in a, in another movie to kind of introduce the world to them, and then they bring out the the first one. Yeah, because uh, there was a movie. Remember Terminator Salvation? Yeah. So there was an actor. In that movie, uh, the one who played the main, not not uh, not uh, uh, um, uh, the guy who played uh, um, uh, the guy from Batman. Um, why am I blanking on Christian name? Bale? Christian Bale, not Christian Bale, the other one. Uh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, let me look. Him up. I feel like he was in another movie before that movie ever came out. Kind of like the, again the introduction actor. Like they always give them a small role. In a somewhat good movie, Sam Worthington. Sam Worthington. I felt like there was a movie before that uh, this one came out, where they introduced him. They, you know, he played a small role, but it was not a small role. He was a main actor, but so I'm saying, ever look at? I think if you look at that that history, I think there's a history there. They uh, they give actors they're trying to they give them a big role, a small role somewhere else, so that maybe people start realizing who they are, and then they were excited to see them in a new. In, I think that's what it was. Terminator Salvation was his uh his first movie. Then what the question was it? Because after that was Avatar. Then there you go. Then wow. So Terminator Salvation wasn't a big movie. It was Avatar. Avatar was the big movie. That was so. that was yeah because it came out two thousand nine. So they came out within the same year. I don't know the release dates. So there you go. That's what I'm saying. Is I think sometimes they do that where they give uh new act fairly new actors a role in another movie to just to, get, do, just to get a just to get it ready for a big role like yeah. a bigger role. It's, I don't know. It's an interesting. I like patterns and stuff like that. I like, especially with Hollywood. I always like following yeah, movie so, patterns. So, uh, Terminator Salvation came out May 20, 20, mm-hmm. uh, 2009. Mm-hmm. And uh, Avatar came out December of that same year. So, six months apart, 
people were like we probably remembered him like oh, i remember from terminated exactly. this movie and then he has his big breakout role because after that was like clash of the titans and yeah it's man on the ledge mm-hmm. so yeah that that is interesting so let's see Damn, we can't fire it. We're just talking about oh, just pr- delays in movies. Oh no, I, 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 mean, I, <laughs> I love this. It's how we do it, but it's interesting how everything gets connected like that. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. Well, I don't know what's gonna happen. I feel like there's gonna be a lot of movies, um, that are gonna be uh, that, that are gonna come through. So I can't wait to see what they what they actually come out with this year. Yeah. All right, guys, let's take a quick break and come back with Nix's corner review. Wow. wow, wow. Welcome back to Nix's Corner Review. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> what do we got today, Nick? Also, uh, we got a movie. Actually, you recommended this movie, but I, I was hearing a lot of buzz before I got to watch it. Yeah. So it's actually called Hashtag Alive. Yes. Um, is this, a, I, I want to say this is a Korean movie. I'm yes. Not, okay. Um, I liked it. It was very different. Um, okay, so for anybody who was not aware, uh, it's a Netflix movie. It's called Hashtag Alive, and the premise of the movie is, um, so there's a kid, he wakes up, he's a gamer, you can tell, um, he's just in a part, he lives in an apartment, it's nothing like crazy, he's not in a crazy situation, he's just a kid living in an apartment complex in, um, in Korea, or, or just want to make sure, however it is, anyways, um, and then while he's just starting his day, and mind you, this has started fast, this wasn't like built up, no, like within a couple minutes, it was already, you're in it. So yeah. this is so he starts noticing that there basically was an outbreak, which is a, like a zombie apocalypse started just building right away, right around him. Um, so it's a survival type movie, but I I liked it. it was I thought it was going to be bigger. I thought it was going to be more like exploration, like he's going to go start exploring the city and everything else. But no, it was yeah. just him in his apartment, how he survived, and and what happened after that. And I actually. It, it was compelling. I liked it a lot. So what I loved about what I liked about the movie mm-hmm. is that they, like how you saying, you're ab- they were able to tell a story or the mental uh, conquest that he had to go through trying to survive with so few actors. Yeah, and 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 I like that when when the story is simple enough that you're like, we already know it's in a zombie apocalypse, so there's already element of oh, you have to be have like this heightened sense of awareness of everything you do around you yeah to not cause attention for and and finding methods to survive finding methods for communication finding just everything you have it's everything all your senses has to be heightened to make sure that you live or hashtag yeah. stay alive um but i think the story was so well put like it it started like it wasn't a slow build to where they're at, and I think what I liked about it is that they hit certain um, elements of what a zombie a, po- a zombie movie would be in smaller doses because yeah. they were mostly focused on the survival mentality than the action sequence of a normal zombie movie. You know how like some normal zombie movies like it's a like a running gun. Just everything fast paced, surviving, yeah. surviving, surviving, and then out of breath. And like, what is the next action? Here is like, it's it, it takes a span of, I think a month, month, a, a little bit maybe over a month, and the what he mentally goes through, trying to. And most movies don't do that. They they just show what happens within the next day or two. Not let's expand this through a month mm. on smaller dosage of each day or skipping days yeah because that's what it was like most movies jump to where they're already uh, out in everything and they're how they like it it always starts with the what happened that first day and then it goes straight to like six months later or a couple like a month later a couple weeks later where they're let's say out in the world and how they're surviving and what's going on with everybody else yeah but no this was a this was a very deep inspiration for that first time like those first you know initial moments because I'm sure every zombie movie, if you really think about it, had that time where people are adjusting to this new world where it's like, okay, they're no longer in their other world where they they can get things readily available. They can get the food, the drinks, and, and everything just 
ready to get. They can go downstairs yeah. and stuff. But mind you, like, I, I mean, think about how crazy that must be. Like, I'm, I, I mean, obviously, that was an apartment complex different than anything I'm, I've lived myself. But I'm just imagining, like, New York. If I lived on, let's say, if I lived on a 26th floor in New York, and, I, like, I knew I had to get out of the building eventually, I mean, just think about how crazy it would be going down 26 floors of you don't know. And you can't yeah. use the elevator, maybe, or or whatever. You, or you, even if you use the elevator, you don't know what's going to happen when you open those doors. Yeah. But, like, going down the stairs, going on 26 flights and trying to survive, that just, that's crazy to me. Yeah, it is. It, it, it was entertaining. I, uh, let me, the actor that played, I, I don't want to mess up their names. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's one thing. Uh, the, the girl that played Kim was, was, uh, I liked her. Her name was Kim or Yo? No, Park. Yeah. Trying to remember. No, her name was Kim and, and his name was Ho. Oh. Yeah. So they, I love their chemistry between them. I think um, it was believable. You know how like some people, even though it, it's dubbed, but you you could tell when pe- like their facial expressions. You yeah, it wasn't or, like um, they were overacting. Like yeah, because I what I what I hate is I hate when they automatically just like. You're the only boy. I'm the only girl. You know, now it's a rom-com. Like, I didn't feel that at all. Like, I didn't feel like they had that kind of, like, if it if it developed or not, it's, it, it was not the point. And that's what I liked about it. It was, yeah. you know, she had her own personality. He has his own personality. They weren't focused on... The romance? The romance aspect. It was focused on just the fact that there's another human being. Yeah. And they appreciated it. And what, it, what was it that... I liked about it, and I think you hit on it, and I and I enjoyed was that it wasn't about romance, but mm-hmm. it was like I I need you as much as you need me to survive because we have each other's back, and yep. I'm like I'm gonna do whatever I can for you as much as I know you'll do for me, yeah, and that eliminated the whole romance aspect, even though, but you could tell that they cared for each other, and you know it's gonna it it, it had a feeling of 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 romance or like a hint of it but in the scheme of it it was an it was a greater issue or it was a greater matter that i need her to survive because that's somebody that knows me to some degree well it's more like i think it was just because i think the scariest thought of all is thinking that you're the only one yeah because i mean it's 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 hard to say because it's almost like if you're the only one to survive it, it just doesn't leave like this bleak future for you. So it's when you start thinking you're the only one, you, you kind of feel like, what are, what's the point? But knowing there's someone else, yeah. knowing that there is still a connection you can keep, you know, gives you hope. And I think that's what they, they found in each other was just hope. Yeah. So uh, not to spoil the, you know, the, the movie for you guys, but definitely worth watching. Not what I expected, but I got into it. I enjoyed it. And, you know, honestly, those... There's a lot of Korean uh, um, content that I've really been enjoying a lot lately. Like I had mentioned to you before and I've been recommending, which is kind of ironic because it's kind of a zombie related too, which is called The Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So I've only seen two seasons, but very compelling show. Um, and it, again, it wasn't just about the zombie. The zombie seems to be a main at, staple to it, but it's what people, how people, how honest people react to those situations. Yeah. And I, the Korean, that Korean show, the 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 Kingdom is a very good show as Parasite, far as Parasite, uh, Train to Busan. There's so many good ones. Yeah. Good content, really good yeah. content. I love their original. Their they'll they'll take an idea, and they'll just shift it just enough that keeps every all the other elements in, in intact. Mm-hmm. Just shifts it enough that it gives you a whole different perspective. Of like, oh, I, I didn't, I wouldn't be able to, I would have thought mm-hmm. this could, this story would have been in a zombie movie. True. Yeah. So let's get to the Nickies. Oh, definitely. I'll give it. Um, I'll give it four Nickies. I'm going to just say right now. I think that's fair. It's because I was thinking like it was, it's not the best movie I ever saw in my life or anything. Like no. That, but I did enjoy it. I would, there's not really any element I would want to change per se don't get me wrong it, but i do this in every zombie movie i have this thing where i'm thinking about what i would have done in those situations but that's kind of like the, the the i don't know why it's like a fun weird 
zombie game a lot of people I think people a lot of people like to play in their head oh yeah definitely. what I would do yeah so, what would you do yeah but that doesn't necessarily take away from the movie so aside from that little cle- thing the movie didn't need anything for me so when movies are like that where it's like I don't really need it to change or I need it to add or I need it to take away yeah there's nothing wrong with it and so I, that's why I think four stars is definitely a good uh good rating for this one four stars all right so we have four Nicky sorry four Nickies four <laughs> Nick, like four stars Yes, for Nickies. And like always, guys, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And if you would like to hear more from us or talk to us or even comment and tell us what we could do to give you a better listening pleasure, please email us at nerdsinthecitypodcast at gmail.com. And you can always find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Nerds in the City. And like always... Tell a nerd, send a nerd, bring a nerd. All right, everyone, see you next week. Peace.